1: He invites us to recognize today that we are not locked in some genetic code by which our behavior cannot be changed. We're not evolutionary products of fortuitous chance. We are created in the image of the living God. And the one who came as our example and model is the one who speaks to our hearts That he has triumphed over the principalities and powers of hell in his life. And we can triumph over those principalities and powers of hell in our life.
0: That's Pastor Mark Finley, and this is Hope Lives 365. At Hope Lives 365, we believe God answers prayer. Keep in mind this telephone number throughout today's broadcast, 888-244-HOPE. Here is Pastor Mark Finley with today's Hope Lives 365.
1: He is the Son of God and the Son of Man. He is not half God and half man. He is fully God and fully man. Now here's the critical point. The Son of God became the Son of Man. So sons of men can become the sons of God. The Son of God became the Son of Man, so that sons of men can become the Son of God. Now, at this point, we probe even further. This Jesus is fully God, now we need to establish the fact that he's fully man. And see what difference that makes. If he's not fully God, he cannot offer us eternity. If he is not fully man, he cannot offer us victory. Philippians, the second chapter. Going back to Philippians chapter 2. And you're looking there at the second chapter of Philippians as we study our passage of today. Philippians chapter two. We're going back to verse five, reading verse five and verse six. Philippians two, verse five and verse six. Let this mind be in you. Allow this mind think the thoughts of Christ. Allow him to shape your conscious thoughts be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, the very essence of God, the unalterable, unchangeable nature of God, didn't consider it robbery to be equal with God. In other words, he didn't think equality with God was something to be seized or grasped. He was willing to give up the privileges and prerogatives that he had as God's equal to come to this snake pit of a world to redeem us. Notice, but he made himself of no reputation Taking the form of a servant and coming in the likeness of man and being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Now, notice the expressions here in Scripture. It says that he made himself of no reputation. What does that mean? He made himself of no reputation. That's literally translated. He emptied himself. Now, the word there in the original Greek language is interesting. It's like taking a pitcher and filling it with water. You see where it says, made himself of no reputation? The literal translation is he emptied himself. It's like taking a pitcher, filling it with water. And the Greeks would say that when you empty the pitcher and pour out all the water, and there's not a drop left, that's the emptying. So that's the expression used in Philippians 2. So Jesus is fully God. He is omniscient, all-powerful. He is all-knowing and omnipresent. But he empties himself of the privileges and prerogatives that he has as God's equal. He enters into the womb of Mary, was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and is born into this world with the genetic nature... And the weaknesses and liabilities of human flesh to face temptation in common with every single human being. And to overcome, not with resources that are innately his, because he's fully God, but with the resources that every single one of us have. Prayer, the word, and dependence on the Father. So Jesus comes, he empties himself. He empties himself of the privileges and prerogatives he has as God's equal. The one who is in the form of God, the very essence of God, took upon himself. Did you see the contrast in the text itself? It says, verse 6, he's in the form of God. In verse 7, he's in the form of a what? A servant. So he becomes humble, obedient servant. Now, of course, Jesus is still God. But he's accepted the limitations and the liabilities and the weakness of humanity. He lives a life of humble obedience, limited to the resources that God gives to all human beings, the power of the Spirit, the guidance of his word, the intimacy of the Father through prayer. Now Hebrews chapter 2 puts it this way. Remember Hebrews chapter 1 exalts Jesus. As God. Hebrews chapter 2 shows the significance of and the importance of understanding that he is both fully human and fully divine. So you go to Hebrews chapter 2. And you're looking there at Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14 and onward. Hebrews 2 verse 14 and onward. It is much then that as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same. The same what? Flesh and blood. That through death he might destroy him who had power of death, that is the devil. What's this text mean? It means Jesus tabernacled in human flesh. He lived here and faced Satan's temptations in common with all humanity. Because he was victorious over them, in going to the cross, he bore the guilt and shame and condemnation of sin. And in dying on that cross, he triumphed over the principalities and powers of hell. Therefore, he broke the bondage of death. So death does not have a stranglehold on us any longer. Satan is a defeated foe. Christ triumphed over Satan in his life, and he triumphed over Satan in his death. Verse 15. And release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Here is the good news. The one who is life, and existed from eternity, tabernacled in Mary's womb, and was born as a baby. He faced temptation like you and I must face it. He conquered over Satan. He went onto the cross and bore the penalty of guilt, went into the grave and was victorious. Therefore, You and I can live life with joy. We can live life with meaning. We can live life with all of its abundance because we serve the one that has triumphed over the principalities and powers of hell. We serve the one who is life and we serve the one who is victorious. Therefore, we need not... Be baffled by the temptations of the evil one. Grace is greater than sin. Christ is greater than the evil one. Victory is ours in Jesus. And death has lost its hold upon us. Next verse. Verse 16. For indeed, he does not give aid to angels, but he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. What that means is that the angels are unfallen beings. They don't need his support like we do. Verse 17, therefore, what is the therefore, therefore? The therefore is therefore because it connects what's come before. Therefore, in all things, in how many things? All things. He had to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. Therefore, in all things. Ellen White makes an interesting comment again in the book Desire of Ages, and it's a comment that I've pondered over, and it's one of those interesting comments that for years it would have appeared from a scientific point of view, this one statement, untrue. But you know, the absence of evidence is not evidence for absence. In other words, because we have not proven something in medicine or in archaeology yet, doesn't mean the thing we haven't proven isn't true because later you can have future discoveries that reveal it is. I'm going to read you something that up till 25 years ago would be very hard to understand from a scientific perspective. And if some of you are in the medical community, you're going to understand it right away when I read the statement. Then when I look at the modern medical evidence, it's absolutely amazing the accuracy of the statement. So let me read the statement first. It would have been an almost in Finite humiliation for the Son of God to take man's nature, even when Adam stood in his innocence in Eden. But Jesus accepted humanity when the race had been weakened by 4,000 years of sin. Like every child of Adam, he accepted the results of the working of the great law of heredity. What these results were is shown in the history of his earthly ancestors. He came with such a heredity to share our sorrows and temptations and to give us the example of a sinless life. And I want you to think about that one expression, that Christ came when the world was weakened with 4,000 years of sin, and he came accepting the laws of heredity. Why would that statement be difficult to accept 50 years ago? There was a field of psychology known as determinism. And determinism essentially says this, you are what you are largely because of your heredity and environment that there's a certain genetic code that is built into the fabric of your being. And that genetic code is going to determine how you act. If your father was one that lost his temper a great deal, you naturally will lose your temper. If your mother had proneness to alcoholism, you're going to have that proneness. So the idea is that there's a genetic code and you cannot change your genes. So if that is true, and Christ accepted the law of heredity and genetics, then that would naturally have led him to sin. Because if you cannot change that genetic direction of your environment, there is a new field of study within the last 20 years called epigenetics. And epigenetics is an amazing study. And basically, this is what epigenetics says. It says, although... We have certain genetic predispositions. Our genes are not fixed, but they can be modified by choices and behavior. And we can turn on or off genes. Let me read to you an amazing, really an amazing statement by Dr. Frank Lipman, who is a specialist in internal medicine, studies genes. This is going to help somebody. Lippmann says, as he looked at the recent studies, we've all been taught that we're stuck with our genes. This is a huge myth. This is a myth. Most genes are not set in stone or fixed, but rather modifiable. Most of our genes are actually modifiable and can be turned on or off. In fact, you are changing your genetics daily, perhaps even hourly, from the food you eat, the air you breathe, and even by the thoughts you think. Bathing your
0: genes in the right environment. Pastor Mark Finley will continue with more in just a moment. Stay tuned. You can grow in your knowledge of God's Word by enrolling in online courses by Pastor Mark Finley. Go to hopelives365biblestudy.com. That's Lives 365 biblestudycom When you go there, you will find wonderful courses such as Bible Prophecy, Discipleship, Leadership, or Improving Your Health. These courses are especially designed to help you discover deeper insights into the Bible. Go to Hope Lives 365 Bible That's Hope Lives 365 Bible com. Or call right now to register 888 244 HOPE. That's 888 244 4673. 888 244 HOPE. Here now, once again, Pastor Mark Finley. Good nutrients,
1: food, love, positive thoughts will turn the genes for health on and the genes for disease off. Now think of how this relates. Jesus was sinless. He had no taint of sin at all. Why? Not because the law of heredity was perfect. Not because he was insulated from the law of heredity. Not because he didn't have a weakness, but because he made positive choices to serve the Father. And as he made those positive choices, the Holy Spirit flowed into his life and the genetic weakness that he inherited never was turned on. Isn't that incredibly good news with our children? Did your children inherit some genes from you? (laughs) But good good news! As you bring them up nurturing in Christ, think of those of our families who adopt children and we don't know their genetic predisposition. But yet, we put them in an environment of love and we give them a good diet. And the negative genes aren't turned on. Hey, you got any negative genes flowing around in you? I mean, maybe your father, your mother, they were just perfect, right? What incredible encouragement this is. To people who look back at their childhood and say, you know what? My home just wasn't perfect. My parents didn't really love one another, and they went through a process of divorce. What an incredible, incredible encouragement this is. Christ tabernacled in human flesh and used the resources available to him in prayer and the word and made positive choices only to please God in his life. As the result of that, none of the genetic weakness that he had was ever turned on. He still had the weakness. But because he made that decision, John chapter 8, verse 29, John chapter 8, verse 29, because Jesus made that decision, the power of the living God flowed into his life. Who was Jesus? Fully God, so he can offer us eternity. What good news. Who was Jesus? Fully man. Walked the pathway that you and I must walk. John chapter 8, verse 29. John 8, you're looking there at the 29th verse. Let's read it together. John 8, you're looking there at verse 29. John 8, verse 29, reading together. And he who sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone. For I always do those things that please Him. It was not that Jesus had some genetic advantage. It was rather Jesus chose to be open to the Spirit. And as the Spirit filled His life, He lived a life of victory over evil and Satan. Christ's victory over Satan's temptations reveal that humanity combined with divinity is fully open capable of overcoming the powers of evil when through faith we are united with christ satan has no hold upon us what do you say jesus the life giver gives us life the fear of death is gone the grave stranglehold is broken eternal life is ours in christ jesus the all-powerful creator does what he recreates our hearts and the miracle of creation takes place over again in us for anyone who is in christ is a new creature old things are what Passed away and all things become new. Jesus, the sustainer of the universe, guides our lives. He upholds and sustains us in all of life's trials and challenges. Jesus, the one who came to earth and dwelt in human flesh, overcoming all the temptations of the evil one, imparts us with power and victory. Jesus, the eternal Christ, the all-powerful creator, the giver and sustainer of life, our victorious Lord, who triumphed over the principalities and powers of hell. He is our high priest who will do away with sin forever and will come one day as King of kings and Lord of lords back to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, verse 6, He is fully man, fully God. Philippians chapter 2, verse 6 and 7, He is fully man. One of the richest passages in all of the New Testament. But notice, we go back to the book of Philippians. Philippians chapter 2. Let's read the passage, Philippians chapter 2, starting with verse 5. Let this mind, in other words, allow this mind, permit this mind to be in you which was in Christ Jesus. Let his thoughts fill your heart. Let the thoughts of Jesus transform your life. He was in the unalterable essence of God, verse 6. He didn't think it robbery to be equal with God because he was God, verse 7. He made himself a no reputation. He emptied himself of the privileges and prerogatives he had as God's equal. He came in the form of a servant. He came with the weakness and the liabilities of human flesh. He came in the likeness of men. He did not have an advantage in overcoming. But he was found in fashion as a man. He humbled himself. He made that choice to humbly come before the Father. He became obedient to the Father by that choice. But he said, Father, I will do nothing that displeases you, even to the death of the cross, verse 9 and verse 10. Therefore, 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 God has highly exalted Jesus and given him the name above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord one day. Every knee will bow. One day, every tongue will confess. One day, the entire universe will sense His majesty and greatness, His goodness and love, His care and concern. But for some, it'll be too late. Their stony hearts are hardened. Their choice is made from all eternity. They acknowledge He is Lord, not because they desire to serve Him, but because they recognize the truthfulness of that. Their choice is made for all eternity. The decisions that they make in this life seal their destiny. Today, Jesus invites us to come to him and to embrace him as fully God. To let him take away all fear of death, all fear of the grave. To enable us to walk through life with a sparkle in our eyes, a smile on our face and joy in our hearts. Because the one who is life has granted to us eternal life. Today he invites us to embrace him as God. Fully divine. He invites us to look at him as fully man. The one who came with the weaknesses of human flesh. The one who made positive choices. Empowered by prayer strengthened by the word, bathing in the Father's presence. He invites us to recognize today that we are not locked in some genetic code by which our behavior cannot be changed. We're not evolutionary products of fortuitous chance. We are created in the image of the living God and the one who came as our example and model is the one who speaks to our hearts that he has triumphed over the principalities and powers of hell in his life, and we can triumph over those principalities and powers of hell in our life. As we bow our heads to pray, is there somebody here today that you're going to say, this message was just for me. And I want to just raise my hand and thank God for the gift of eternal life. And I want to walk through life not with my head down, discouraged. Discouraged Christians are no advertisement for Christianity. I want to walk through life knowing that eternal life is not in me, it is in Christ. And as long as I have Christ living in my heart, eternal life is mine as a gift. If you'd like to say, Jesus, today I want to walk through life filled with the hope and the joy that the Divine Christ gives me, would you just raise your hand? You may put your hand down. There may be somebody here today that you are struggling with some genetic predisposition, and you've made certain choices that have turned on negative genes. But you want to say, Lord, today I see we can, just like you can switch a light on, we can switch a light off. We can turn off those negative genes. It may take time But, Lord, I want to make choices in my life that every negative gene is turned off. I want to make choices through the power of God, not through my strength, not some legalistic humanism. But I want the living Christ, the creator, to create within me positive choices to turn only on positive genes. Would you just raise your hand? Now, as we come to the end of this appeal and as I pray, there may be those here who are thinking about baptism and you want to say, Lord, I want to accept Jesus as fully God and fully man. What is baptism? It is accepting the fullness of Christ as God, as Lord, as Savior. Maybe you've never been immersed and you want to talk to me or one of the pastors about that. And you want to say, Jesus, I'd like to explore that more and I'd like to look forward to that. Would you just raise your hand and I'll pray for you. God bless you, God bless you, yeah, God bless you. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much that Jesus is fully God. It takes one who is fully God, who is eternal, to give us eternal life. And we thank you that we can embrace that. That in those moments when fear sweeps over us about death, we can cling to the fact that the one who is eternal lives in our hearts and has promised us eternal life. But we thank you that you are not only fully God, one separate, distinct from us who does not understand us. We thank you that you're fully man, that you struggled with the weaknesses, the frailties of flesh, but you overcame through the power of the living God. We thank you for that. Teach us to be overcomers. Bless each one today as we leave this place to go out of here radiant Christians with something to share with others. And thank you, Father, for those that raise their hand to be baptized. And I pray that you'd put your arms around them and keep them in your grace. Now, Lord, send us from this place blessed to be a blessing. We pray in Christ's name.
0: Amen. Thanks for listening today to Hope Lives 365 with Pastor Mark Finley. We are a listener-supported ministry and would love for you to partner with us as we continue to present Christ-centered biblical truths of Scripture in practical, relevant ways. Call 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. Visit the website hopelives365.com to find out more about Pastor Mark Finley at Hope Lives 365 Call 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673 or visit hopelives365.com. Thanks for listening today to Hope Lives 365.